Hey Youngstown, so I am back with another edition of the Youngstown Parent Storytellers Project. I am your podcast host, Tara Walker-Pollock. And again, remember, uh, this is a collaboration between City of You and United Way of Youngstown in the Mahoning Valley. And today I am sitting down with the wonderful Ricole Taltone. And she is a Youngstown City Schools parent. She is an entrepreneur. She is a Vista with the Tav Promise neighborhood. And I'll give her a moment to introduce herself. But Ricole, thank you so much for sitting down with me today and taking time to have this conversation. How are you? I am great. Thanks for having me. Yes. So if you just want to um, tell us, you know, just a little bit about yourself and your connection to Youngstown City Schools and whatever you want to share to to get us going here. Um, As she said, I am an entrepreneur. I own Rockbrook Business Services, um, where we do accounting, bookkeeping, and tax services. Um, I also I am also a an, an AmeriCorp Vista, um, where I work with Taft Promise Neighborhood. Um, we currently are working with with Taft School um, and creating some programming and making it a community center for the students as well as the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I am on. I sit on the education council of the um, Taft Promise Neighborhood Project, and my goal there is to um, bring parents and students together, um, make connections with the parents, to help them. You know, as far as jobs and training and things that they may need, resources that they may need, as well as with the children. Also, I don't think I worded that correctly. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not good with words. I like numbers. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I hear you. And so you're a VISTA. So for those who um, are unfamiliar, VISTA stands for Volunteers in Service to America. Um, and so, yes, <laughs> I spent um, a little bit of time as a VISTA myself. So I know a little bit about what you guys are doing um, and, and the great work that goes into it. Um, so that's that's awesome. And you also are a mom. Tell I us am. a little bit I about your kids. <laughs> I have two children, um, one nineteen, one seventeen. Um, my nineteen year old was a student in the Youngstown City School District. Um, unfortunately he did not graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, he did finish last year and he is currently still working towards his diploma. Um by still sitting and taking his OGT tests. Okay. Okay. All right. So tell tell me a little bit about, you know, just that that process. You know what I mean? And your your son getting to the point where he's he's ready to graduate, you know, and, and get his diploma, but he hasn't passed the OGT yet. Um, I'm gonna kinda go back Okay. A little bit. Um I think there was some other underlying issues. Okay. With that, um, that I have discussed with um, several people within the Youngstown City School District, mm-hmm. and I believe that the problem has been taken care of. Okay. But um, the results of that problem is um, a direct result of why I believe my child didn't graduate. Okay. Um, in his senior year, he never had a math teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't have. He had. I'm not even sure what they were using. Um, but he didn't have that access to, you know, 
a teacher to learn the things that I felt he needed to learn or to even have someone to go back to to explain to him, you know, mm-hmm. what is on this test. Um, I do believe they had some type of um, computer training on the test, but okay. I'm a face-to-face and one-to-one and person, and I think that is very effective when you do this. And because of that, um, he didn't pass math, of course, okay. and because he didn't. And I'm not going to say because he didn't pass math, he couldn't pass the OGT, but I believe if there was a teacher, mm-hmm. there would be a greater chance of him passing the OGT because mm-hmm. he didn't fail it by many points. I think it was maybe like three or four or somewhere. Wow. Not. It was really close. <clears throat> okay. So um, I hope that's not an issue anymore, but that was an issue for me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hold that in my heart. Maybe I shouldn't, but I do. Okay. And so your son was a student at East? East. Yes. He was a student at East. He attended East um, for four years. He Mm -hmm. came from Standby Charter. Okay. Um, And then uh, I have a son who attends private school also. Okay. And then to see the vast differences, it's kind of, it's, it hurts as a parent. Because I can get what I need for one child, but sometimes I feel like I can't get what I need for my public school child. Okay, okay. And so what what went into the decision between, you know, your older son going to Youngstown City Schools and being a student at East and then the decision for your younger son going to private school? My older son, um, in his eighth grade year, he had an incident where he decided to go to the third floor of the building and drop a carton of milk down the steps. Okay. And it was on videotape. And uh. um, Ursuline, or none of the schools for that matter, didn't. That was a disciplinary issue. Okay. That they didn't feel would be, would make a great student for their school. Wow. So my son was not chosen to be a student at. Um, I tried Ursuline and Valley Christian. At the time, it was Youngstown Christian. Right. And um, once they both said no, I didn't even try Mooney. I just okay. went on and sent him to Youngstown. Okay. Um, and my other son, same school, same background. Um, he's just, I don't know, he's, he's a more responsible kid, I guess. You know, you have one good one. One you gotta stay on. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> As a parent, if you have more than one, you understand. Uh huh. But um, my younger son, he was um, he's a very responsible kid. Mm-hmm. Um, they both always got good grades. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they didn't. I didn't raise them in this district. Okay. So bringing them here, we they grew up in Fairborn City Schools, which was like rated. A excellent. Now where's Fairborn? I don't even know where that it's, is. It's um outside of Dayton, Ohio. It's uh, east of Dayton, Ohio. Okay. It's like um near right. It's actually right Pat Air Force Base. It's okay. Stationed in that little town. It's an Air Force. Got base it. Town. Okay. Um. So I was trying to keep them in that type of environment, but when I moved here, it wasn't any right thing, and I wasn't familiar with the Ed Choice. To okay. send him to private school. Right. And I think that's where my Hezekiah kind of got okay. lost a I little. Because okay. he transferred from one district. He came from like one extreme to another. Okay. So they came from where they were like 
my, they were like the only kind of the only black kids in the school mm-hmm. to being where they there's only a one in or an two. urban district. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was difficult for both of them, mm-hmm. especially my youngest son. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. What kind of like what kind of challenges did they see like beyond just the difference? Okay, yeah, I was the only student of color, only black kid in my class to be in, you know, where most everybody looks like me, me you know right. what I mean? But it's still a, a totally different environment from what I'm used to. Like what kind of challenges did they come up against? For my youngest son, um he was more he was more advanced than a lot of the kids that he was around. Okay. Um because of that initially when he first started school, um he would get in trouble and when I say trouble it wasn't like fighting or but he would just like playing with pencils just Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have anything to do he wasn't challenged he wasn't challenged so um standby i have to give my hats off to them they um eventually created um another classroom for Mm -hmm. the higher the kids that Mm -hmm. learn at a faster rate okay then from the kids so that helped him in that aspect um Hezekiah, he is, um, he's a follower. No, it's Hezekiah, your youngest. He's my oldest. Okay. He's my oldest. Um, Hezekiah, he's a follower. Um, he likes what's cool and what's hip and what's going on. Yeah. And, um, he has to, I have to stay on him Mm -hmm. a little bit more. Okay. Than I have to Xavion. That's my youngest. Okay. Um, so... It makes it a little more difficult um, with the two of them because sometimes Hezekiah feels like I don't do, I don't discipline Xavion enough mm-hmm. as I do him, mm-hmm. but I don't worry about Xavion wandering off and going with the in crowd and okay. doing what isn't right as much as. Okay. Yeah, older son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a wanderer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, but he's, right, of he's course, a wanderer. Of course. And do you think like he's gotten to the point yet where he kind of understands? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's decided this summer to move out on his own. Mm-hmm. I was happy. <laughs> um, but in that move, he has learned um, a lot of adult rules mm-hmm. and um the things that he needs to sacrifice versus um his like he's learning to get what he needs as opposed to what he wants right um paying bills being responsible mm-hmm. so now all of that is coming mm-hmm. but it was like oh my goodness getting here so yeah. he is improving he has made a great change i i give him Two thumbs up. Good. Um, and he's still staying focused on his school on his own. Like, I do call him, like, has Kai, did you call? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I tell him, you know, they're doing the OGTs this week. You need to get over there. And he, mm-hmm. he, he he's on it. Good. So, good. I give him his props for that. Right. So, that's, that's great to hear that even though he's decided to move out on his own, like, he still wants to get yes, his diploma. He still wants it's not to get just like, diploma. I'm grown. I'm going to do yes. my thing. That's no, good. He tells me, I'm not getting a GED, Mom. Okay. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. However long it takes, get your diploma. Right. I'm here. Right. So. That's good. That's good. So tell me about your, you know, like your Youngstown story. Um, 
did you grow up here? Like, I know you said you spent some time living on the Air Force Base, but like, just tell me just kind of your experience um, and, and getting back to Youngstown to and raising your kids here. I was born and raised here. Okay. Um, I left the area in 1997. Okay. Um, going to school. Now, where'd you graduate from high school? I graduated from the Rand High School. Okay. 1997. <laughs> Go Tigers. Okay. Um, I graduated from the Rand High School. Um, I went away to college. Unfortunately, I didn't complete it then because I got pregnant and my mom made me come back home. Okay. That's when Hezekiah was born. Okay. Um, and I tried to go back to school. I did go back to school to get uh, my associates and it was so difficult. Um, I had Hezekiah. I was pregnant when I started. It was a two-year program. Uh-huh. I was pregnant when I started. Mm-hmm. And I had a one-year-old and a one month old when I graduated. Wow. So I started with none, finished with two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um at that point I was like, I'm just gonna wait till they go back to school. Okay. Because it was very difficult and trying to go to work, take care of them, um, and go to school. Even Gosh. though I did have I wasn't a single mom, thank God. Okay. Their dad was there. Okay. Um, and even with his help, it was still difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. We didn't have, like, transportation, so that made it a little harder. And um, by the time they did get to school, we had moved to Fairborn, Ohio. I didn't live on the, at the Air Force Base. Oh, uh, okay. Get that correct. Okay. I didn't live on the base. Um, and there, that's when I decided to go to Wright State University mm-hmm. and... Um, took care of everything that I needed as far as school there, got my degree, okay. and moved on. Um, came back home in 2009 because I lost my job. Um, mm. My son had a, um, he had to have several surgeries. He had a rare disease in his knees. Oh, um, okay. And because of that, I couldn't work the hours that I was required. I had to be at the hospital. Mm-hmm. We were traveling from Cincinnati to Columbus, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what was going on with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, I um, I did get married okay. within that time frame. Um, but because of that and some other things, um, the marriage didn't work. Okay. And I came back to Youngstown. Okay. And that's how I got back here in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't actually get involved with Youngstown City Schools until probably three or four years ago when my son actually went to Youngstown right. City Schools. Okay. Um, and I don't know. It just it, it became a passion of mine to um, help the kids get to where they need to be for the life that they want to live. Right. Right. So whatever I have to do and whoever I have to go to to do it, I'm willing to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know um, for Success After Six at TAF, we had your niece and nephew mm-hmm. in the program last year. Yeah, and it babies. was like, when Auntie Ricole comes, <laughs> you don't want Auntie Ricole to come up to the school. I know your niece. That's all you had to say. Like, you want me to call Aunt Ricole? Oh, she is straight nut real quick. I never even had to call you, so. <laughs> yeah, she know. She know. So, I mean, I mean, that's just awesome to know that that's the kind of connection that you have with, you know, the children in your life that they know yeah. you, you don't play. Yeah. They all, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so just want to shift just a little bit um, because you are a financial expert. You know, you have a financial services company and Christmas is coming. Yes. <laughs> Christmas is coming. And oh, so one kid to shop for. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to have a conversation about, you know, being being a parent um, and what this time of year means, because it is so easy to get caught up mm-hmm. in wanting to follow, you know, what what society says Christmas is all about. And, you know, I, I really see it now, of course, that I'm that I'm a parent, you know what I mean? And my daughter, she's three now, but she's just now starting to understand about asking for things for Christmas mm-hmm. and you know, of course, as a parent, you know, you want your child to, to have, have all those things. Have, yeah, have for. what they want. You know what I mean? But it's it's a struggle because it's just like if, if mom and dad ain't got it, you know what I mean? Like it's it's hard not to get caught up in that. And we end up making financial decisions during this time of year that we can be paying for next, next year, year and beyond. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to, you know, kind of get your insights or whether you have some tips that you can share um, about how you realistically go through the holiday season and not get caught up. I think with Christmas, what I had to learn how to do, because again, I was divorced, um, is to let my kids know first and foremost that um, Christmas isn't all about gifts all the time. Right. So, what we began to do is we had they had a list and they would pick take two things off of that list okay um and i had a budget of $500 for each kid i started saving that money um around septemberish octoberish because you do have to have the money to Right. school start in and blah 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 right right so um and everybody can't save either right and i understand that um so it's just in it's it's all in presentation to the child okay so um if you have a child who thinks they're supposed to get xbox ipad all at one time mm-hmm you have to sit down and you know hey i can't get all of these mm-hmm. but we can get these um, and then there were even some Christmases where um, we came to an agreement. I gave them a few dollars because that's all that I could afford. Mm-hmm. And I knew that income tax season was coming around. Mm-hmm. And I, I hear a lot of parents who do that. Right. We'll take care of it at tax time. You'll get right. the bigger gift at tax time. We'll get these small things, get you some clothes, mm-hmm. some shoes, so you go back to school and feel comfortable. Um, sometimes it's not about what they want. You just have to get them what they, they need, need, get yeah. them what you can afford, and move on. They will be okay. <laughs> yeah. they, they really will. If you feed them really good, right? they'll be happy. Yeah, and that's the thing, because when you think about it, you know, yeah, the stuff that they get to do at home is, is cool and great, but when you getting back to school yeah. after Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, know you want I mean? a new pair of shoes and I, I can make sure, you know, yeah. that's feasible. So going to buy a new pair of shoes for most working parents. And then you have some parents who don't work and they rely on government assistance. 
So maybe a good, decent pair of shoes is all you could afford. Right. So do that and don't try to stress yourself out beyond that. Right. Like, you know, and then explain to the child, I can't do this because of this, mm-hmm. and but you'll have this and or make that one thing something that they really want. So if they don't get anything else, mm-hmm. they're content with that one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the best that kind of advice I could give as far as Christmas without going into my whole spiel and breaking it down mm-hmm. is just you have to come to an understanding between you and the child. Mm-hmm. And um, in today's world, you know, kids kind of they already know what days we get paid <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> so, I mean, that's an open door to where you can explain to your child if they are of age mm-hmm. and say, hey, mom doesn't have this. This is what we have to do. And you may even want to sit down and show them the budget that you work with on a right. monthly basis if they understand that. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have a, a better idea of why they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and far as like, like I had a girl the other day. Her children are like, excuse me, her children are, I think, like one and maybe two. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, my God, I have to go figure out how I'm going to do Christmas. I might have to do this and this. Right. And I was like, you could take $100 mm-hmm. and take care of your kids. Yeah. They're one and two. They, yeah. you know, a couple of toys from the dollar store. Right. And not that, you know, that she, that's what she's like, the dollar store. They're one and two. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know. They don't, and they don't play with the toys yeah. half the time anyway. They, they want the box. Open it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then you just work on doing better next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So, um, even just like women who have little kids, you don't have to go out and spend five, six hundred dollars. They're five and under yeah you can spend fifty dollars a hundred dollars at the dollar store a couple trucks some baby dolls a toy a kitchen right some music and that's all they and that's need it, and go and that's even if you have need. a teenager you can still go to the dollar store they sell um they have movies there they have mm-hmm. dvd players mm-hmm. they have or five CD and below players. is a good one yeah, yeah. so i mean it's just all in i guess the perception of the parent and what they feel the kid needs to have Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But keep it reasonable. Right. <laughs> right. Just basically not, you know, allowing the pressure of society to make you go beyond your what means. You, yes. You know yes. what I mean? Stay within what you have. Right. It's always better. Living within your means is the best way to live. Once you can live like that. I had a lady tell me this was before I was living in my means. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, Ricole. Living within my means is the best thing I could have done for myself. And she, she at that time, she was always traveling and going and doing her and her boyfriend. I'd be like, how do they do this? Mm-hmm. But it was because she was literally, you know, living in with what she had. And she saved to do what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to get it, but I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's, I think that's one of the hardest things for people to understand. And I'm still trying to understand it myself. But, you know, getting people to, to that point where even if it's $10 a paycheck, yes. Just, yeah. You're right. Like, whatever you can afford to set aside, start doing that. Because if nothing else, you are training yourself, yourself. like you're disciplining mm-hmm. yourself to set that money aside. Yes. You know what I mean? And if you got to do a direct deposit, like if you do direct deposit, like they let you break up your yes, paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yep, put five, $10 yep, in that account. Here. 
it's out of sight, out of mind, and you know you can build it up as you're able to afford. Mm-hmm. But little things like that, you know, can go a long way. Some, not everybody could do it, but something that I do suggest, um, and it's a little, I don't know, it's a little out there. Mm-hmm. But I was doing it for a while, and it helped me um, because I lived in Dayton. I had an account at the. Um, credit union down there. Mm-hmm. So when I moved back here, I kept that account, mm-hmm. and I would have my like you said, split the check up. I would mm-hmm. have them take fifty dollars out of my check and repay and send to that account. That's a credit union. I didn't have a debit card to it, anything. Okay. The only way that I could get that money is if I drove down there. Okay. And took yeah. it out. Yeah. So um, even if you have to go to maybe Akron or mm-hmm. Cleveland mm-hmm. and go to a bank that you're not familiar with and just open a savings account, don't. Get get a debit card and just mm-hmm. let that go over there mm-hmm. and I end up having an emergency and at that time I had mm-hmm. like $500 in there okay and I was just able to go get it close it out and, right but that is an option as well right or even if you do it locally like you said yeah. just don't get a debit card for yeah it. don't get but it, <laughs> when it's local it, it's, it's hard more it's easier for you to just you go just do drive it over yeah there yeah and go but make so, it a sacrifice yeah so mm-hmm. make your sacrifice and I was just reading an article in the Money magazine um, right before I came over here while I was eating lunch. And it said that when you get excited about saving, when you get as excited about saving as you do about budgeting, then your financial problems begin to go out the window. I, I believe that. <laughs> so, get yeah. excited about saving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just and set yourself a goal, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, whatever that goal is. If it is, you know, being able to do the things that you, you want to do, do for your family at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Just just set a goal and for And start it. next month for next year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't... Maybe you have one kid. You put up 20 bucks a month right. till December. And take all of that mm-hmm. in addition to what you usually mm-hmm. do. And, you know... Right. Pay for Christmas throughout the year. Or if you get income taxes, I'm a big fan of making your taxes work for you through the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 717 may still do a Christmas club. Okay. Not a lot of banks do it because it doesn't generate a lot of revenue for them. Okay. But I think 717 still does it. Mm-hmm. You can go open a Christmas club. They won't even let you in there till October. So whatever uh, you put in there will be there to October. Okay. Now the goal for you is to... Make sure you use it in October for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And not something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. Christmas club. I'm not, that's something that yes. I know my parents have done. But yeah, like you said, a lot of banks don't do it mm-hmm. now. Because I think mm-hmm. like folks my age and maybe even your age, like they might not really be familiar with a Christmas they, club. It, when, I, 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 when I worked in the bank prior years, um, I know... At that time, it was National City. They stopped mm. theirs because it didn't generate any income. I'm putting money in an account. It's not an interest-bearing account. They're, okay. They're not getting anything from yeah. having your money there other than having it there. Have it if you there. have another account, they're already mm-hmm. using your money already anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's all about making money, and it didn't generate business. But okay. I do believe 717 still does it, and okay. that's a good... Um, that's a good thing. I know PNC, if you have a PNC account, um, if you have like a checking, there's like a spend account and a savings account. It's like three accounts that's attached to that one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's called the wallet or 
virtual wallet. Okay. Um, if you have virtual wallet, then there's a way you can like put money off here that won't show up in your checking account, oh. but it's still there. Okay. So that might be an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and self discipline is is just top priority. Mm-hmm. If you have no self discipline, none of this will work for you at right. all. I could tell you a thousand times, <laughs> a thousand things, but if you aren't willing to put in the work or even try Mm -hmm. you wasting your time right so what do you feel that being said what do you feel worked for you because you admitted you know there was a time where you know these weren't things that you were doing for yourself you know what I mean like what do you think worked for you to finally get you to um what finally worked for me was I allowed my kids to get I four things four things you got a pair of shoes um they already had the game console, so mm-hmm. I didn't have to buy that. Most kids already have that, mm-hmm. so I allowed them a game. Um, and if my money was tight, they had to figure out amongst each other which one game they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could, I would get them both a game that mm-hmm. they wanted, um, an outfit, and then something of their choice, mm-hmm. which we got after Christmas. Okay. Yeah, okay. before school started. Okay. So um, that kept my that kept things cheap on my end Mm -hmm. um and they still kind of got what they wanted right yeah I love that idea that's something I've been seeing um online you know because I was trying to think about how I want to do things for Mm -hmm. my child because I'm an I'm an only child so I will not lie I was very spoiled (laughs) growing up you know so (laughs) I was used to getting like a ton of toys Toys. because I was the only child Child. you know what I mean that my parents had to buy for um but it was just like, but what if I don't have it like that yet mm-hmm. for my own child? You know, how do I want to go about also helping her understand that it's not just all about, you Toys. know, you getting stuff, mm-hmm. you know what just, I mean? Um, but yeah, getting something they need, something to wear, something they want and, you know, whatever, yeah, you know, however you want to do like, it. You know, like whatever interests her, whatever is her yeah. interest, if. Some kids have those um, leapfrogs mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe... Yeah, something educational. Something educational, some, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I think so, that's good. That's how I I broke my Christmas day. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I think that's something that people can easily follow. Mm-hmm. And then just along the lines of self-discipline in general yes. with your finances, what do you feel helped you get to that point of having that self-discipline just in general for your finances? Because I kept getting, being broke. <laughs> Every time I thought I was like ahead, then it would be, it would, it would something would happen or... It was a result of how I was spending my money mm-hmm. to where I didn't have. And I just was like, you know what? And when you sit down, if if you are the problem in your finances, it'll show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you sit down, it just it's just um, you have to just be honest and say, okay, I messed up. Like me. I like to go out to eat. Mm-hmm. I still battle that. Yeah, I just love Perkins. <laughs> But I am learning to how I'm learning how to I was going lunch and dinner. Okay. So now I'll choose lunch or dinner maybe two nights a week mm-hmm. instead of five. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. that's cutting down for right. me. Some people you gotta they make just steps. stop. Yeah, yeah. But um self discipline is just being able to take a look at your financial life or any area of your life mm-hmm. and owning it and saying, This is I messed up, mm-hmm. I did this. And 
how to fix it. If you can't fix it, call somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad taught me when you can't take care of it, you pay for it. Mm-hmm. So if you have to pay somebody to help you fix your finances, it doesn't even have to necessarily be me. But do that because it is very important in your life. So Mm -hmm. without self-discipline, you have nothing. Um, Once you come to a a conclusion that this this, I am the problem, I am the issue, then that's when it'll work for you. Mm -hmm. Until you get to that point, it's not going to work. Yeah. (laughs) Don't try. Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard. It's it's really it really is, hard. It is. Mm-hmm. So I mean, again, it was just keep ending up in the same. It's just like going in a circle and then mm-hmm. ended up in the same spot, mm-hmm. and then it comes back around, and you're like, it got to the point where it was like, okay, I I knew which months <laughs> <laughs> it would not be good. So at that point, I was like, okay, and August was like, never. I've never had a good August. I swear. Mm. And for the last, I think, 14, 2014 was, like, my first good August. And uh-huh. since then, I have not had a bad August. <laughs> so, August is, like, my bad month. And mm-hmm. once I had, after you, so many years of Augusts, is what uh-huh. I call them, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you get tired of that. And yeah. you want to change your August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Because, like, my, birth, my daughter's birthday is in October. And then that kind of, like, kicks off everything. Because mm-hmm. then it's Christmas. And we mm-hmm. have a lot of family birthdays between October and mm-hmm. December. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, like you said, you can kind of pinpoint, mm, mm-hmm. it's going to go bad. Right. I don't get it together. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> As October rolls around. So, yes. start now. So, that next year in 2018. <laughs> I'll be good. Whatever that month is, we can be prepared and do better. Yes. So, yes. yes. (laughs) Thank you so much again, Ricole, for your time. This has been awesome. And Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you. And Merry Christmas to all of you guys. (laughs) Happy holidays. Yes. We'll see you in 2018.